Welcome to the Retirement Pilot with Steve Hoover. Please discard unnecessary fees and expenses before going through security. Check your emergency fund at the gate and securely stow your well-conceived portfolio in the overhead bin. And when we reach cruising altitude, remember, you are now free to move about retirement. Hey, everybody. Welcome into this edition of the podcast. You're listening to The Retirement Pilot with Steve Hoover of Wealth Partners Corporation. Steve, what's going on, buddy? How are you? Doing great, Mark. How are you doing? I'm hanging in there. Not doing too bad. How's things been uh, this last little bit? Survive summer okay? So far, it's been actually a pretty good summer. We've had a good amount of rain, and it's not been too overly hot and humid. Uh, so far, it's going pretty good. Well, we're into basically Labor Days just around the corner, so this is our uh, first September podcast. So uh, happy Labor Day to everybody listening, checking this out. It's not Labor Day yet at the time we're taping this, but just a few days here. So we hope that you have a great, uh, safe Labor Day weekend, and hopefully you'll enjoy yourself as well, Steve. And I'll tell you what we're going to do. We're going to do something. We've started doing more of this, and I think this is a good topic to get into more of. And I think the industry overall has started doing more of this, and that's paying attention to some of the particularly challenging issues that women face when it comes to a financial plan or a retirement plan. Um, because for whatever reason, you know, call it what you want, you know, gender gap, wage gap, all the different kinds of things that are out there. It just has kind of been a situation where through the years, and you've been doing this many years now, you've got more than 20 years of experience. I'm sure you can attest. You've seen many situations where one party in a couple and family typically manages kind of the retirement plan or kind of handles all that. And a lot of times stereotype or not, it's been the male and then they pass away and, you know, the wives are left, the ladies are left kind of maybe holding the eight ball a little bit here. So we want to spend a little bit of time on this. Have you seen that? That's my first question. Have you seen that start to change in the last few years? More females getting involved, more couples to, as, a, as a unit doing this? Not as much as I'd like. Really? Okay. Um, I'm still finding some of the female clients that I work with still aren't taking as much of a, a lead in as they can. I've seen it. It's, it's changed. It's gotten better, but it's not to where I think it should be. So we still got some ways to go. Well, that's okay. I mean, at least yes. we're moving in the right direction. So that level of engagement, if you're not finding that there, because I mean, I get, I mean, math is, you know, like not necessarily my thing. And I, and I find it interesting because when you think about traditional households, a lot of times, you know, mom, wife, so on and so forth, she's doing the, the budget for kids shopping, for the clothes, for the school year, for food, you know, all through as we're younger, as we're young married couples and so on and so forth. But for some reason, when it comes to the retirement aspect, it does seem like to tend to have fallen towards the men. And it's kind of a little bit opposite for me. I just, math's not my thing, which is why I'm on the radio. <laughs> but, right. you know, so it's, I find it interesting that there's a little bit of a disconnect when it goes from the normal kind of uh, household spending kind of thing to the retirement where that disengagement shifts. Do you think it's just because a lot of people are maybe like me, a lot of ladies, and they're just kind of saying, well, it's just math's not my thing. So it's not my forte. I don't really care. He can handle it. I think it's a variety of things. Number one, I think it's just some people can only handle so much of things. And if they've been married a long time, yeah. sometimes they divvy up the responsibilities yeah, yeah. to do it. But the other problem, I think, and this is just my opinion, is that there are an awful lot of Neanderthal advisors out there, uh, mainly <laughs> men who, and I've had a number of my female uh, clients, both married and, and not married. Right. I mean, and tell me, because I'll ask him, why did you move from that other advisor? You know, he's with a big firm, uh -huh. well-known, et cetera. And she said, I'm going to tell you why. He never talks to me. Uh -huh. He never returns my phone call. 
he always calls my husband or my my significant other male when we're in a meeting with him he basically talks down to me or never looks at me kind of the old auto mechanic thing right where it is yeah where the mechanic would talk to the husband because the wife might not understand cars right it's like don't do that don't just assume you know something about somebody it's amazing. They don't ask him any questions. They don't. And I had one. I, I cannot believe that this individual did this. Okay. He looked at her and said, honey, don't worry about it. We've got it covered. Oh, no way. I'm going, you gotta I, be. And, please tell oh me my. she went, please tell me she went off on him. <laughs> no, she's a very sweet person, but you know where it happened? Mm. It happened in the car. In the car, yeah. Oh, yeah. How'd you let you him? Know. Why would you let him do that? Yeah, yeah. It's like it's unbelievable. And we're moving so, our money somewhere else. There you go. Yeah. So that. So I, I think part of that, and I, it just astounds me how some of these guys do it, and they do. There are a number of them. Well, now with so many retired women increasingly finding themselves in a difficult financial situation, because okay, stereotypes or not, the data is still there. Typically, men pass away first, right? I mean, that just is what it is. Yes. And maybe you know, maybe the wife wound up uh, staying at home for a number of years, raising the kids. However, you want to get there. Often, their financial numbers are, are a little bit lower uh, for different reasons, and of course, some of that's the wage gap and so on and so forth. So they find themselves in that situation. Is, is that kind of what you see as well? Like, if someone one's passed away or whatever the case is. And they're just a bit behind versus where their male counterpart might've been. Yeah. A, a little bit. Cause they, they, they've been responsible for other things in the house. Right. And one of the things that I really find that I've found a number of times is some men think they can predict the stock market and they are going to be Warren Buffett jr. And they well, I, think that's, I think that's our nature, right? We want to take risks. And a lot of times, you know, the, the female typically wants to be more protective, right? And this is kind of the right. nature of the, of the who we are as humans. Oh, that's exactly right. And it's like, why are you know, and Warren Buffett says, why are you taking the risk when you don't have to take the risk? All right. Exactly. So why are you out there trying to snuff out the next Tesla? I mean, that's the one I've been people have asked me about. Oh, oh yeah. I, I should have bought Tesla a year and a half ago. OK, dollars now is what it is or something like that. Yeah. But when it. <laughs> When you should have bought it, it was still not making money, which it's not. Right. This is also not to give investment advice. No, so absolutely not. Closing, yeah. this is not investment advice. But it's essentially, okay, well, if that was the case, people are buying it now, which means they're buying it at high. Right. And it, so, and and I've seen it. You know, I had an, um, one client a number of years ago. He and his wife came in and, and I said, how did it go? And he started talking to me about his stock picking and his wife said, stop right there. <laughs> You're the, and she said this, you're the idiot that bought Enron three months before <laughs> oh, it went geez. bankrupt. Wow. And he tried to, he tried to justify it by saying, well, it, you know, it came through on a, on a buy list. And, you know, I thought it was a, a you know, a good buy cause it was down. And right. By the time said, you get that hot stock tip, it's lukewarm uh, at best. Yeah. Oh, it was hilarious. And, oh man. And, she said, well, you're not picking stocks anymore. There We're listening go. to him. There you go. There you go. Well, what are, okay, so again, to, back to my point of we pass away typically first, what are some specific challenges faced by widowed women? Because that is where a lot of times we do, unfortunately, especially in your industry, you see that disconnect. You you might have a, a new prospect, a new client comes in and she's there because she's at a disadvantage or she's trying to find out where she's at or what's going on with the financials because she's recently widowed. A few things. Number one, uh, if they're drawing Social Security, they will now have about a third less of income coming in because you only get one Social Security check if one of the spouses is deceased. It's the higher of the two. So most people see about a third 
uh, of their income going away. Sometimes it might be half if both spouses worked for a long time and earned about the same amount, but typically it's about a third of the current income that's going away. Number two, more importantly, is their tax bracket goes from a married couple to a single taxpayer. And there are many advantages that a married couple have filing jointly than a single person. So they find themselves in a more of a tax disadvantage situation going forward. Those are the two big things that I see happen that they're not aware of that that's going to happen. Yeah. That's a big one that gets missed a lot is that tax. I'm glad you brought that up. Oh, it's huge. It's like, yeah, you go from twenty six, twenty seven thousand dollars in a standard deduction down mm-hmm. to 12. Maybe you've been filing that way 30, 40 years. It's just kind of habit, right? You just totally right. have kind of forgotten about it. It's just kind of right. a set and forget kind of mentality. And nope, you've got to get kicked down to that other, uh, that, you know, that new single bracket. And then, you know, the, the taxation on social security goes down significantly. And if you've uh, have a pension or your spouse had a nice pension, it now, instead of only half your social security being taxed, 85% of it's taxed at a new higher rate because you don't have as many deductions. And I mean, it's just a spiral. So it's things that you have to be aware of and plan around so that, that, that it doesn't come up and bite you. And it, sometimes there's not anything we can do about that, but at least you know about it, if that makes sense. Right. Better than being a surprise. Oh yeah. No, for sure. Well, you know, we kind of mentioned a couple of things and there were definitely some funny anecdotes in here that she shared with us. And I'm glad you did. If you could speak like, so for people checking out our podcast right now, uh, if there were, you know, guys are listening out there, if you could say something specifically to the husbands, it just in general, not just who's listening to us, but if you could just kind of reach them all, what are some things you might encourage them to do to make sure that they're not leaving a mess behind for their wives to clean up? I'll give you a quick story about the, the home we have uh, that we purchased a few years ago. Uh, the gentleman passed away. He had, you know, this property with this big building. He did this car stuff on the side, had all of this stuff, and he died unexpectedly. And his wife spent the next three years trying to get everything not only cleaned up physically at their home for, before she could sell it, but also financially, she was telling us. So what, what might you share with the gentleman out there? Well, I think what you need to do is make certain that you have the documents in place. And I'm talking about wills, trusts, power of attorneys. Make sure you have those done. Uh, don't go to the library and try to be cheap about it and, <laughs> you know, and, and photocopy something or say, I'm going to write a will up and then have somebody know that's, that's not how it works. You need to go ahead and, and pay a little money to have an attorney draft these documents for you. And once you're done with it and they're done properly, that, that takes care of a lot of it right there. You also need to make certain that your spouse knows exactly where everything is. I give my clients a binder. And in the binder are tabs, and it, it's for each type of an account, an IRA, life insurance, a long-term care policy, tax returns, an annuity tab, um, estate planning tab. All these tabs are in there so that if something happens to the spouse, mm-hmm. and this did happen to a client of mine, he passed away. He was a scientist, so he, he had everything done properly. Everything was great. His spouse had, was having some health issues. He died fairly quickly. Uh, of pneumonia. And the two children had this binder because the mom said, I'm not dealing with this. And everything was right there. And we were able to get everything taken care of, everything into her name, everything done because some of the work had been done on the up, up front. 
And that's the biggest thing. If, if the couples can get things done on the front end, yeah. it makes it so much easier on the back end because we just never know when something might oh, yeah. happen. Yeah, never, us. never know. And I, I'd say either way, whether you're the, the man in the, in the relationship that tends to kind of dominate this arena when it comes to the financial planning or the female and, and or whomever in the couple might be, I would say the other piece of advice would be just get the other person involved. If you know, it's not something they're interested in, or it's a bit of a shortcoming, that's fine. They don't have to know all the nuts and the bolts, but some of the things Steve just pointed out is, is great ways to get them involved. So they have at least a base working knowledge and that way they don't feel completely lost when something, you know, tragic may happen. So that's it's certainly just that can, it's not just the advisor's job to do that. You can kind of lay everything out for them, Steve, and make it easy, but it's kind of that spouse's job to say, Hey, I really need you to uh, be more engaged in this. It would make me feel better. It would help me, you know, know that you're, you're there, right? You, you've got it in case something happens. So just some encouragement, right? Yeah, definitely. And one thing I would, I want to address the single or widowed or divorced. Okay, um, sure. Make sure you have one of those tabs, those binders put together and tell somebody who are, maybe it's the, your trustee that you've chosen for your, your successor trustee in your trust, or it's your sister or your brother, let them know where that binder is. And, and says, look, if something happens to me, I end up having a stroke. I'm in a severe car wreck. We're dealing with this COVID deal. And somehow I get stuck in the hospital and on a ventilator and I can't do anything. They know where to go and get that book and call the respective advisor, whether it's me, whether it's somebody else that they work with. That I, We tell our children, we have this book in our house and we say, look, go to the blue book. And it's got all of our financial information on it. If something happens to your mom and I, go get it. It's got everything outlined in there of what, what needs to happen. And we have a description in it of what they need to do, you know, first week, second week and all that. So, Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. So it, 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 because if you don't deal in this situation now, as I, I can't remember if I said, my dad's an estate planning attorney. I've been through this for 45, 50 years of it. I understand how the process works, but right. most people don't. No, so of course not. Yeah. just make sure people know where to go get the stuff. Otherwise they're trying to piece it together and it's a nightmare and it will cost you a ton because the attorneys will do it for you. But <laughs> right. For exactly. It. Well, great information today on the show. I mean, lots of the binder sounds fantastic. I mean, that's going to cover a lot of ground, going to help you kind of, especially when you're dealing with the traumatic side of all that as well. So hopefully, you know, ladies out there, you know, a couple of things to take from it, whether you're, you know, and, and we've seen more divorces, obviously divorce rate still very high. I think COVID numbers have uh, been impacted by that as well. And, you know, so, and a lot of people are getting divorced later in life, late fifties or so prior to retirement. So make sure you're taking the steps that you need for yourself and, and have these conversations, whether it's something you're into or not into get working with an advisor who gives you uh, you know, a good feeling that has the right credentials, all those kinds of pieces of, you know, interview a couple different people, whatever it takes to make sure that you're on the same playing field. So, you know, what's going on. And if you want to reach out to Steve, please do so before you take any action. Always check with a qualified professional as it relates to your unique situation, not just the generalities we discuss on a podcast or any other show you might hear. 913-685-3207 is how you reach Steve Hoover at Wealth Partners Corporation in the Kansas City area. 913-685-3207. And go check him out online at his website, wealthpartnerskc.com. That is wealthpartners.com. 
kc.com. While you're there, click on the media tab, subscribe to the podcast. You'll see the retirement pilot there. You can check that out. Whatever app you use, you can certainly subscribe to it that way, whether it's Apple, Google, Spotify, or whatever the case might be. And with that said, I think we're going to wrap it up this week. Thanks for your time. Steve, have a great Labor Day. I hope you and the, uh, the missus enjoy yourselves and folks out there as well. Sounds great, Mark. You too. And we'll talk to you next time here on The Retirement Pilot with Steve Hoover. Stay safe and sane, and we'll see you next time here on the show. Information is for illustrative purposes only and does not constitute tax, investment, or legal advice. Always consult with a qualified investment, legal, or tax professional before taking any action.